0: Hi bookworms, welcome to episode one with a title of the one where she rambles. I am Anga van your host. I'm recording on the 18th of August and you will be listening to this on the 23rd of August. Are you ready for today's episode? I truly hope you are. Today I'm going to talk about tropes, literary tropes. Tropes that I love to hate, tropes that as soon as it happens in the book, or oh, I know that it is the main plot around the book, I usually won't pick it up. But I did, however, get an official definition on Wikipedia about what is a literary, tro- literary trope. The word trope has also come to be used for describing commonly recurring literary and theoretical devices, motifs and cliches in the creative works. So yeah, there's a trope. There's so many tropes. I' Difficult time in choosing which trope to use and I'm not going to do just one. I'm going to do about seven. Our very first trope is probably the trope that has been used uh, the most times. It's the most overused trope. It is a trope that is not only specific for a romance genre. It can be used across any genres, paranormal, fantasy. It is a trope that authors usually use to add a bit of spiciness to this book and that is the trope of the love triangle. Now for you listeners that do not know what a love triangle is it is when our main protagonist and in my example it will be a girl can't choose between boy a and boy b and then this whole book through she has feelings for both boy a and boy b and you as reader can't really figure out who she's going to choose you obviously have your favorite one let's say you are rooting for boy b and then she chooses boy A. And we are just as heartbroken as boy B. Now when this is done correctly. When I am a 90% of the book. I still don't know who she's going to choose. That is when I love a love triangle. But when I'm about 30% in and I can already see. Listen this girl is going to choose boy A. Even though boy B is a better fit for her. I get irritated because then I'm like, why are you doing this, 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 this? Oh, I get very frustrated then. Love Triangle Trope won't ruin a book for me. Especially in a romance, it's a really good romance author or oh, pretty much anyone. If you're doing it right and I'm at 90% and I still don't know who my, my character is going to choose, then this then I'll love a book examples of a love triangle and i think the most famous example of a love triangle was the one that inspired the fandom within a fandom and that is the love triangle of Bella, jacob and edward yes i am talking about twilight i you were either team edward or team jacob i was team jacob i like jacob and it truly did inspire a fandom within a fandom, and oh I got so irritated with Bala when she was playing with freaking Jacob's heartstrings, just hurting him. Uh-huh. And then she chooses Edward, because you know she's going to choose Edward, bloody hell there's so many books and she's going to become a vampire. Okay, if you didn't read or watch the movies, then just shut your ears. The next book is Red Queen, there's also a love triangle in there. Then the other one I think most people will actually know if you haven't read the books, you probably would have watched the movies, that is of Hunger Games of Katniss, Peter and Caleb. I personally felt she should have chosen Caleb, but yes, I didn't like Peter. He was sort of a wimpy type of guy. I also don't feel like he should have won, but okay, yeah. It would have, if he didn't win on the first one, then the other two books would have been pretty boring. Then the uh, last example I can give you is Clockwork Angels, that's also an example of a Love Triangle. There's a few movies, very good movies, that is where yeah, have a Love Triangle, one of which is based on a book, Bridget Jones Diary, and then we have This Means War with Reese Witherspoon and Chris Pine, so yeah there's a few movies also that has the love triangle. Love triangles, I like it but it must be written correctly. Shouldn't I shouldn't know of should, the character is going to choose. It won't ruin the book for me. Let's leave it at that. Our second trope I'm going to talk about is the chosen one. Now the chosen one trope is when someone that has That was chosen by something or someone to perform a certain task. This is probably one of the most popular tropes in the science fiction and fantasy world. It's also one of my favorite tropes in those genres. I prefer reading a book that has a chosen one trope to it. It just means that I know that it's only gonna be one or two point of views and not five or six. are reading a book that has this trope in it. You as a reader or I as a reader knows that this person will either going to have to defeat whatever is going to defeat or go on a quest because everything is around this person. Now a very good example of a trope or of a chosen one is Harry Potter by J.K. Rowling and the whole Harry Potter series. For Lord Voldemort can't be defeated without Harry Potter. So if he wasn't the chosen one What's gonna the book going to be about? Eight series long of people trying to kill Voldemort and never succeeding. The same thing with Lord of the Rings of J. R. 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 Tolkien. If Frodo wasn't the one that will be going to destroy the one ring to rule them all, then we wouldn't have a Fellowship of the Ring who will guide him on his quest. We wouldn't have Twin Towers or the Two Towers and we wouldn't have Return of the King books. So especially in science fiction and fantasy world, the trope of a Chosen One is, plays an important role. It gives the character purpose and then the last um, book, as the one I'm currently reading, The Gilded Ones by Namina Farna is also The Chosen Ones. I I personally really like The Chosen One tropes. The next trope I'm going to talk about is probably the most overused, okay I won't say as overused as the love triangle but it's a very common trope in romance novels and you just don't see it in romance novels. You see it in fantasy and science fiction, paranormal that is the trope of insta love it is for me the most unrealistic trope there is there's another one also but i'm going to get to that one now now this insta love trope where in your life have you seen someone laying eyes on each other for the first time and saying i love you bloody hell if somebody tells me on my first date or after speaking only twice to each other they love me, I'm going to run in a different direction. Now that is what insta-love is. And for me, when I'm reading a romance book, I don't want to see the characters from page 20 on already being in love and the whole book through confess their undying love to each other. That's not why I want to read a romance book. I'm reading a romance book because I want to enjoy that journey of them meeting each other, the uncertainty of, do they have similar feelings? I'm almost reading the signals and then the conclusion they found each other. They are now a couple, they're in love. That is what I want to see. When I am seeing an insta-love trope in a book, I probably will read a book where the beginning, they fall in love madly and then the end of the book, they break up. Like a breakup book. Then I will say insta-love works. No problem. A good example of insta-love is Edward and Bella from Twilight. I think Bella maybe spoke to Edward like four or five times. And then she told him, I am so in love with you. She confessed her love to him. And how can you tell somebody after three times? or four times just speaking to him, not even going on a date or anything that you are in love with him, and then also that relationship is very unhealthy of guys stalking and being in your bedroom while you're sleeping now that's too much stalkerish for me but that's a different conversation for a different time then another example of this trope is the opposite of always by Justin A. Reynolds this book I haven't read myself yet, but it is on my TBR and I think this is an example where the insta-love trope actually has done well. The last book was recommended by a friend of mine, Stay Cold by Tolby McSmith Insta-love This trope, the bully trope or the bully romance trope, I didn't know what it was called. I just wrote here in my notes, falling for the bad boy who treats you like crap. And then I started researching about this trope and I saw it's actually called the bully romance and there's like lists and lists on goodreads about this trope. Now I don't like this trope at all. This is my least favorite trope. I think I've read one book where this happens and it wasn't a romance story So I wanted to see what was going to happen to the character that's why I finished the book. Now I bully romance is when the main character's love interest is treating them like crap and not just like crap and definitely like enemies to lovers it's much worse it's like borderlining domestic abuse and They justify their actions, for example, constantly checking up on their characters, her, constantly checking up on her or asking her where are you and getting mad if she is not where she's supposed to be and then saying, oh, but I'm just afraid you're going to get hurt. You know that? Very um, possessive relationship. At the point it was called, people were always asking they want a book that is very man cave where the guy drags a woman off to his cave by her hair. And I think this falls under this bully romance. I don't like books that, because this sort of like justifies domestic violence, emotional abuse, physical abuse and all those things. And Just because the main character loves him. Not the main character, well, the character's love interest loves him. I I do not like this trope at all. I know there's people that is obsessed with it and only read these. I personally like to go when I'm reading. I want to escape. And I, I don't think you can escape to a place that is this nightmarish. I like my horrors. But this is too real. Too many people. There's too many women and young women. That suffers from this in real life. For me to be reading about it. In a fictional life. So no. But. I'm going to give you three examples of this book. The book I have read. Was Piper Princess by Erin White. I think I read up to the third book. Just to see what's going to happen to the main character, because it wasn't a love story. It's a young adult contemporary book. Then the next one is Cruel Prince by Holly Black, and then a friend of mine suggested Bully by Penelope Ph- Douglas. For me, personally, Bully Romance trope is not for me. I'm going to put the book down as soon as that shit happens. This is the trope that came up the most on my Instagram post when I asked my fellow bookstagrammers what is their favorite trope and that is the enemies to lovers. Now I agree with that it's a very fun trope to read because it's not as serious it's so dark as the previous trope we were talking about and the basic concept about this is there's been two people who are enemies they don't like each other at all gets thrown together by a situation and then start seeing each other in a different light and then sparks fly and then romance happens and this is the best not the best type of romance but it is the most fun to read because you get so mad at them you get so mad at that other guy who is driving not only you but the character insane and then they do finally end up together. This is a really fun trope, um, I think I did say that, but examples of this, and it's actually one of my first examples I wrote here—is a classic, *Bride and Prejudice, by Jane Austen, with Mr. Darcy. Then, I think the most famous one, that I think most people will know, is The Hating Game, by Sally Thorne, if I'm correct, it's going to be adapted into a movie, I'm not sure, I think I read it somewhere. But now I don't know anymore. Then the other one is The Unhoneymoonish by Christina Lauren. And the last one is Actual H.E.V. Bound by Talia Hebert. I probably mispronounced now and surname. So those are enemies to lovers' tropes. Will it ruin the book for me? No, the chances are much greater that I will pick it up if it's an enemies to lovers trope, especially for the romance genre. I'm not going to say too much about this trope. I think I'm going to offend a lot of people when I start talking about this one, but previously I said to you guys there's another one that drives me completely crazy and that is the romanticized cheating trope justifies cheating in a romance novel because they end up together there is nothing in this world that justifies cheating nothing i don't care if it's the queen telling me that it's okay to cheat because they end up together i don't care Romanticized cheating i'm not going to say anything more about it it's a big no for me i immediately stopped reading the book as soon as this happens even in a movie i stopped watching it so yeah i got a big surprise with the last letters from your lover, the movie. Yeah, I didn't know it was about that. And coincidentally, this is the book I also wrote here by Jojo Moyes. So one book. And the other book is Brief by C.L. Matthews. You can look out at that. And the other one is Maybe Someday by Colleen Hoover. If you like those type of books, go eat, it. Go read it. I'm not going to waste any more breath on this disgusting trope. This trope you mostly find in young adult books and that is the trope of the absent or useless parent. It's usually when the character's mom or dad is a workaholic and they never see each other or the parent dies and that gives the child will to fight. I don't know. I don't like this trope but it's not a deal-breaker for me because I understand that the absent parent or useless parent trope is a way for character development that the author is using when writing this book. So it's not a deal breaker for me. Examples I'm going to give you is obviously Twilight by Stephanie Myers and then the other one is Tweet Cute by Emma Lord and it's actually one of my favorite reads of last year. It was one of my top five reads. So this trope is definitely a deal-breaker for me. And then the last one is Hunger Games by Suzanne Collins. I think the only thing that I found frustrating with this trope is no parent is so uninvolved in a child's life. If a parent is so uninvolved, then the child will go off to childcare or welfare. So this trope, a deal-breaker, no it just makes a book more interesting that's all there you go a whole episode about tropes if you'd really enjoyed this episode then please like subscribe follow on the platform you are listening this from also if you have any topic ideas or recommendations please send us an email and go follow us on our blog we have a blog post coming out that is about one specific trope and lastly we are available on instagram and on twitter and facebook stay safe guys and happy reading